The following programme, I Am One, is a satirical look back at the strange and confusing situation which has gripped the island and the entire globe over the last few months. Though the island is in a better place now than many other places, we know that for many islanders the situation has been far from a laughing matter. No disrespect is intended to anyone whose lives or livelihoods have been affected by the pandemic, and the creators of I Am One would like to take this chance to sincerely thank the island's key workers and healthcare staff for all their efforts. We firmly believe laughter is a medicine for the whole planet in these difficult times. Over the millennia, the island has faced many challenges, being invaded by Vikings, being taken over by the English, Sam Barks failing to win I Do Anything on the BBC and become Nancy in the West End. In recent months, other issues have included countless hours of debate on how to spend millions of pounds of taxpayers' money on Douglas Prom without actually making any improvements, whether the legalisation of cannabis could be linked to finding a reliable air service for the island, as both aim to get locals high on a regular basis, but neither will ever happen, and how best to persecute a man who wants to live like a squirrel. Nothing, however, could prepare the island for the unprecedented times in which it's been surviving this year. Well, good afternoon everyone, and welcome to today's media briefing. We do seem to be having some trouble with our internet today, but I hope it doesn't detract from my message. Through these trying times, I have always endeavoured to ensure that you, the Great Manx public, have been largely ignored. The Council of Ministers' Emergency Briefing Team, or David as we like to call him, have been meeting daily in our emergency briefing room, the Council of Ministers' Place of Serious Talk, or Compost, where we have spent countless hours of heated debate before making decisions which have been designed to upset thousands of lives without any benefit. However, we have now sketched out a plan for the island as we attempt to move forward. First, we must ensure our schools and teachers are given no reason to believe they'll get any useful guidance from the department, which has been working on ways to ignore the fact and plough forward regardless. Secondly, with regards to our visitors and those coming here by air, I'm happy to tell you that the figure is currently zero, so no change there really. And thirdly, I can tell you today that anyone who I believe has broken will end up jobless and destitute. And if you don't believe me, ask former Minister Thomas. So I hope the message is clear. Go outside. Have a mass gathering. Infect your loved ones. And most importantly of all, make sure you don't listen to government advice. Now, any questions? First today... And there, those of us still with a life leave the media briefing. But if you've really got nothing to do, or are called Andrew, Roger, David or Tristram, you can see all that via the wonder of flags. Music to your heart from our souls. The Nation Station, Manx Radio. It's now time for Manx Radio's breakfast wake up music show. New Sporkus Border Show, we call after losing the will to think of anything better. Breakfast. With our breakfast duo, Ben and Beth, a partnership which goes together like 
Bacon and eggs. Morning, guys. Morning. Morning. Do you see yourself as bacon and eggs of a morning? Oh, definitely. If Ben's the bacon, I'll watch him sizzle when he's hot. And if Beth's the eggs, I'll watch her crack open and plop down next to me. And first today on the show, we have a disturbing report on the plight of some of the Manx residents who were forced to endure a two-week stay in a top hotel after returning to the island during lockdown. Many of them were returning to the island directly from several weeks in the midst of some well-publicised hotspots such as the Gold Coast, Lanzarote, Saint-Tropez and the Maldives. Local democracy reporter Fender Stratocaster has this story reporting. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. She'll be coming round the mountain. Coming round the mountain. Coming round the mountain when she comes. Right, 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 right. Can you stop that, please? Stop it. Come on, we're not licensed for music on these trips, you know. You can do the actions if you want. Sit, sit down, please, everyone. Put your seatbelts on like I told you to. Oh, come on. A covert recording made at huge personal risk by one of the many internees being transported via a coach to what some people have called condits gives you a sense of the terror and stark conditions which many of them have had to face before they even arrived at what was to be their prison for several days. Jack, not his real name, though personally I prefer it, told me more. We couldn't smoke, sing or drink for the entire journey. There was no toilet on board. How, f- how far was this? All the way. All the way, from the boat, right through the entire journey. To Santon? That's right. There was no decent air conditioning. The seats were... Well, how shall I put it? Uncomfy? Well, not so much that as... as, Well, uh, they weren't leather or sheepskin. And you were forced to sit on those? We were. We were. The women as well. There was no standing while the coach was moving at all. We were actually strapped into them. Seatbelts? That's right. We weren't allowed to unfasten them until the coach stopped. But things were only to get worse for the inmates. Shirley, that is a real name, but never mind, was horrified when she reached her bedroom. I took one look, and I knew. I almost cried. Those pillows. They were real feather, not hypoallergenic. Did anyone offer to swap them? Well, yeah, but they said it could take an hour or so while they got everyone checked in. Were you offered any food or drink while you waited? Nothing, other than the welcome fizz and canapes. I took one look at the duvet and said straight away, what the hell is that? What did they say? Well, the girl looked at me and said, a a duvet, sir. I know that, I said, but what tog is it? 13.5, she said. 13.5 in April? I said, change it now for nothing higher than a 10.5 now. She just smiled at me and walked away. Inmates were then forced, or at least asked, to sit in their rooms for several hours with nothing more than a TV, Netflix, well-stocked minibar, packets of dry roast nuts, chocolate bourbons, English breakfast tea bags, Nescafe sachets, a kettle, Wi-Fi and a Gideon Bible for company. Some were so stressed, they actually took to reading it. On the third day, I think it was, they all just became a blur of box set binge-watching and serving Amazon Prime after a while. They came to my room with a tray and, and placed it on the table. What was on it? It was a supreme of chicken with tarragon, new potatoes, petit pois, baby carrots. But but then... Then... Do you want me to stop recording? No, no, I'll be, I'll be alright. I, I want people... I want government to know. Then, without warning, the waiter, 
he, he poured out a glass of red wine. Red wine with chicken. Other inmates had similar horror stories to tell me. No silver service with the vegetables, toiletries which weren't always molten brown, and some evenings with no little chocolate on their pillow at bedtime. Manx Radio has contacted the hotel management, who've described the inmates as the most ungrateful group of customers they've ever had. An investigation has been launched on the island by at least one bored MHK into a breach of human rights. All the inmates have now been released. The long-term effect on their mental well-being, however, is still being assessed, though most of them have now lost the weight they put on. Fender Stratocaster reporting, and if you've been affected by any of the issues raised in his report, you can speak to the Department of Tourism directly. Or read the ratings on TripAdvisor and make your own mind up. Let's have some Boney M. With so little happening during lockdown, Manx Radio's newsroom have had to work even harder than normal to find anything of any interest whatsoever to report on. Even then, this hasn't always been successful, and the team have had to frequently fall back on the default position of making stories up, though the situation has frequently been muddied by the Department of Infrastructure, who provides stories so ridiculous members of the public assume they're made up when they are in fact true. Thanks, Radio News in lockdown at 8am on yet another day. I don't know which, and it doesn't really matter. No one's doing anything. Whatever. The new DOI minister says a new possibility for the tramline on Douglas Promenade may be on a flyover. Tim Bakerlite says as the project is already shaping up to be a multi-level development, with the road surface at all sorts of different heights, the concept of flyover tramway is being seriously considered. Inspired by a recent holiday on the Llangollen Canal, Mr Bakerlite says trams and horses could operate in a so-called equiduct above the promenade, picking up passengers via a ladder system attached to lampposts. Ramsey MHK Laurie Hoopinkoff has tweeted to say he thinks the idea is bollocks. The Chief Minister has rejected a suggestion in the House of Keys that lockdown on the island would have been achieved far more quickly and efficiently if the Department of Infrastructure had been put in charge. The claims came from Douglas East MHK Chris Robshaw Hotel, who said the department had been effectively preventing anyone from getting anywhere for a number of years now, with a minimum of effort and absolutely no consultation. Mr Robshaw Hotel had earlier had to apologise to the House for his late arrival at the sitting, which he said was down to not allowing enough time for a journey into Douglas from Onken, despite having set off the previous day. And we've just heard a roads policing investigation into the new traffic layout at Governor's Bridge and the top of Bray Hill has concluded there is a high probability that someone could be seriously hurt. Chief Constable Gary Newman said following an investigation by a group of experienced traffic officers, it was clear the person most likely to be injured was the knobhead in the DOI who came up with the layout. Of course, due to the restrictions, this year's Timwell Day celebrations have been cancelled. But the day itself continues as it has for the last 1,041 years, with many of the same people taking part. This is down to the fact that due to the quirky nature of the island's constitution, all the laws passed in the last legislative year only become statute if they're shouted out in the rain from a small grassy mound to a largely bored or even non-existent audience. Of course, they also require royal assent, but to be honest, we're not really asked about that. Now we can join Whispering Johnny Moskins live at the ceremony. 
Yes, and uh, thank you. As uh, Lady Gaga once said, Russian roulette is not the same without a gun. And baby, when it's love, if it's not rough, it isn't fun. Well, it's not been much fun for the Timwood Organising Committee of late, but it seems it is love. As uh, Since the news that most of the day has been cancelled here at St John's, the crowds have been streaming in. The grandstand, uh, upcycled from the old one on Glencrutchery Road, of course, is packed for the first time in recent years, with hundreds turning up. Happy in the knowledge that they won't have to sit for hours just watching people in ill-fitting dress suits walking up and down a path strewn with weeds. One lady I spoke to said she was happy to come. Now she realised that the retired conductor bloke from the Arts Centre wouldn't be turning to the crowds on the grandstand and waving his arms about madly every time the band struck up Ellen Vannon. Another gentleman I spoke to on my, on my way to the commentary box so they should have done this years ago, cutting out all the rubbish bits which no one cares about, so we can get it over with as soon as possible and go to the pub. Many of the children who are usually force-marched up the road from Peel in what's become known as the Howie Youth have turned up. But today just milling around, smoking and enjoying themselves, which is nice to see. And that funny little chap from the telephone company is here with his camera, live-streaming the action onto a big screen. But with so little actually happening, uh, other than just people standing around chatting and having fun, it's difficult to tell if the picture has frozen, as it does most years. I'll be back in a few minutes with more descriptions of what certainly is shaping up to be the busiest, and I must say, with the removal of so much of the formal aspect of the day, happiest Timble Day since 1979. Let's have some inappropriate adverts. You have to go there and be locked up in quarantine At breakfast they don't serve butter but margarine Fourteen whole days, I think I might vent my spleen At the Comis Hotel I get all my food from a vending machine If I try to leave I'll get put in a guillotine Fourteen more days and then hopefully I can leave The Comis Hotel there's never been a better time to travel with the Isle of Man steam packet. Why, you ask? Well, it's simple. There's no one on it. No kids, no yobs, no bikers, no music, no gambling machines, no queues, no cars, and no excessively loud films. And chances are, you aren't the only one being sick on board. The Isle of Man steam packet. Better when no one is on it. Oh, and remember, you're still paying for it, one way or another. I panic bought all this stuff in March and now it's just taking up space. Tired of vital supplies taking up space in your home, garage or critical care unit? Fears of the apocalypse subsiding for the time being? Ready to embrace normality after months of stockpiling? Call Kameen's Scrap PPE. The only name you need when it comes to medical surplus. We'll get rid of your unwanted life-saving supplies with good prices on masks, bog roll, hand wash, ventilators and more. What will you do with all that PPE? Easy. We'll break it down and fill in the potholes. Good thinking, Kameens. Now that virus is dead and gone, let's move on. Kameens, scrap PPE. Call today and keep the virus at bay. Hello, I'm Colonel David Ashford. You may know me as the Health Minister, but what you may not know is I make delicious chicken nuggets. So come and eat at my new chain of restaurants, the DAHFC, David Ashford Hearty Fried Chicken in Williston. Let's see what our customers think. Oh, oh, oh. 
Mmm. David, how do you make it so delicious? The total number of confirmed ingredients is 246. 6,000 people have been with nuggets, with 28 waiting for an ashy meal. Struth, this chicken is divine. A real treat for the Great Manx public. Not, not everyone can be a cordon bleu chef, but you are, sir. Even our biggest attractors can't say no to the DAHFC. I came here to complain about gross misuse of planning under emergency powers, but left with a scrumptious high-carb meal for all the family. But what about the condiments? Has anyone thought about the condiments? Never mind that. So get yourself down to DAHFC. Once you've had it, you know you've got it. Hi, this is Andy Winton. You're listening to The Man in Line. On the programme today, we're asking the big question, and it's a real head-scratcher. It's split the nation into two camps since the beginning of lockdown. Do you put your milk or tea in first? We're taking your comments till one o'clock this afternoon. Let's take a caller to air. Hello, uh, Julie, this is Andy Wint. Hi, Andy. Sorry, is this Andy Wint? It is Andy Wint, and you're on the air. Oh, hi, Andy. Am I on the air? Yes, Julie, you're live on Manx Radio. Sorry, Andy. Uh, I've left the gas on. Good to go. Hello. Hello, hello Judy. Hello. Um, all right, that was a dud. Let's hope this next one isn't a dud. Hello. Is that Dudley? Hiya, Andy. You're live on Manx Radio, Dudley. Thanks, Andy. Yeah, well, this is a big question, all right. Certainly is, Dudley. Milk first or tea first? Oh, sorry, Andy. I was actually ringing to talk about the borders. Well, that's hardly as interesting. Go on, then. I suppose we can spare a moment to digress. Do you think they're right to keep the borders closed? To be honest, Andy, I think they were too slow of the mark closing them in the first place. Too slow? Ah, you think they should have been closed before our first case? They should have been closed them years ago, Andy. Years ago? Yeah, you can't walk down the road now without hearing bloody accents from all over the place. Uh, what accents are you hearing? Oh, all sorts, Andy. Can barely understand them. I've heard Liverpudlian, Mancunian, Birmingham, Cockney. We're overrun with foreigners, Andy. So, um, you don't want English people over here, Dudley? Well, let's be honest, Andy. They've sent this place to the dogs with their customs and their religion and their currency and their language. We had our own language before they came along, which was perfectly good. Do you uh, speak any Manx yourself, Dudley? No, no, but that's not the point, Andy. Listen, listen, what's the Manx word for coronavirus? I don't know, I don't think there is one. Exactly. Point proven. We were going on absolutely fine until them English started going on about it. Get rid. OK, thanks, Dudley. Very enlightening. We've just got a text come in. It's from Olaf Sigmund's Grunt in Grabsvag in Norway. It says, Hi, Andy, your last caller was misinformed. If we'd closed the border too long ago, we'd have stopped the Vikings coming in. And if my ancestors hadn't been able to invade in the 6th century to rape and pillage and drink, we'd barely have any Manx traditions to our name. All right, Olaf, thank you. Fair point. But did the Vikings also bring coronavirus with them? It's a question worth asking. Well, we've got another caller on the line. Hello, caller. Um, um, y yes. Hi, Andy Wint. I, I just wanted to say that Howard Quayle is doing an absolutely sterling job keeping the borders closed. And uh, uh, the people ought to support him and clap and cheer and uh, be sure to vote him in at the next election. Uh, OK, and who's this calling? Your voice sounds very familiar. It's, uh, it's... 
On tomorrow's programme, we'll be asking another burning question. Norman Wisdom, George Formby, both have statues in the Capitol, but are they innocent comedy heroes or Nazis? We'll hear from one MLC who thinks the latter. From Belig to Bride, online, on smartphone apps and on AM and FM, this is Manx Radio. People the world over know this is a special place, which is exactly why the government spends long millions on sleek tele-adverts and full-page spreads in the Guardian newspaper, telling people why they should come here. After trying and failing for years to target different types of holidaymaker, but mainly old people who hate spending money, we finally have an excuse for a fall in the visitor numbers. After all, it's all coronavirus's fault and definitely nothing to do with the cost of getting here, the general lack of anything interesting to look at, unfriendly locals, crap pubs and piss-poor weather. But now, in a last-ditch attempt to flog the dead, festering tram horse which will become of the domestic economy, Manxies are being encouraged to forget about their ruined foreign holiday plans and blow even more money on a staycation. Yes, a staycation. An amalgamation of words so toe-curlingly trite it makes you want to shout. We really tried to make the holiday experience as realistic as possible, even though we were only going up the road. Yes, you got us all up at 4.30 in the morning. Just in case anyone forgot their passport. And we paid 60 pounds for a taxi to the airport. Yes, and we got a very nice man to charge us 50 pounds because one of the bags was too big. And all of the flights were cancelled anyway, obviously, which actually made it feel like a normal holiday. See, that's the spirit, love. So then we got the bus up to Jerby. We were camping for five nights at first, but he had some... trouble getting it up. Yes, dear, the tent was a bit difficult to assemble in the wind, but we worked it out, didn't we? You cried and threatened to petrol bomb millets. We didn't quite get the authentic French cuisine we'd been hoping for, but come to think of it, we did have some very nice crisps. The kids wouldn't stop crying and we got a taxi home before nine. And when we got home, the dogs had got in the fridge and been sick everywhere. But as they say in France, c'est la vie. I'm leaving you, John. Voulez-vous. I'm taking the kids. Manx Radio News in lockdown. The time is somewhere between lunch and mid-afternoon snack time. Our top stories today. A bid to make helmets compulsory for cyclists has won in the House of Keys. The government said an increasing number of bikes on the roads were now proving a real annoyance to motorists. And if they were going to wind car drivers up like that, they should really expect to be knocked over. The Infrastructure Minister, Tim Butcher, said cycling's growing popularity was due in no small part to superstars like Mark Cavendish, who'd really put the island on the map as a nation of helmets. An amendment which forced all cyclists to wear day-glow pink lycra, bearing the words, I am a massive Walter, also passed. And talks are ongoing to create an air bridge between the Isle of Man and Syria. The Middle Eastern nation has been fighting a bloody civil war for almost a decade, but just like the Isle of Man, Syria has remained largely Covid-free due to a lack of tourists wishing to visit the country. It's hoped direct flights between Ronald's Way and the disputed territory of Aleppo can begin soon, with Syrian Chief Minister Bashar al-Assad saying he's looking forward to welcoming the first plane full of Manx tourists if God wills it. There will be some security checks at the border due to fears in Syria that an influx of Manx travellers could bring chaos to their otherwise peaceful nation. 
Being the chief was never going to be easy. With emergency powers comes great responsibility. I promised the people of this island I would only use my powers responsibly. But sometimes, good men must make terrible choices. Holy horse trams, Howard! There's a press briefing in ten minutes and I've overslept. Oh, I knew I shouldn't have had those derely dunkers before bed. I've got to get to Government Towers pronto. I can't let the good people of this island down. To the Quailmobile! Oh, jumping Jekyll Stabbit. My V8 Jag is never going to get me there at 40 miles per hour. God curse my cautious and pragmatic approach. Dare I use my emergency powers? My people, my people, I apologise. It's for the greater good. Oh, drat. I've nearly had time for a balanced breakfast. I can't do the press conference on an empty tummy. I'll have to nip into ShopRite for a quick refuel. Yes, some brain food. But what's this? A half-mile queue outside the door? Oh, curse my carefully devised Manx solution to a Manx problem. Dare I cut in the queue? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Emergency powers, emergency powers. Excuse me, sir. You need to pay for those sandwiches. Emergency powers! Out of my way, pedestrians. Make way, cyclists. Emergency powers. Whew. Made it. With not a moment to spare. Thank goodness for those emergency powers. Chief Minister, where have you been? We're on in one minute. Oh, David, you wouldn't believe it if I told you. Well, sorry for the late start, everyone. Uh, couldn't be helped. Circumstances beyond my control. I'll now take questions. Our first one is for... Uh, oh, Paul. Uh, hi, Chief Minister. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, just, just wondering. Uh, the test results. Uh, uh, um, when, 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 when? Uh, council of Ministers, if you, if you give us uh, 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 an up, up, update, really. Uh, I'm sorry, Paul. I, I didn't quite get that. Maybe it's your connection. Could you repeat that, please? Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just wondering. The test results, Council of Ministers. Uh, give us. Well, yeah, give us an update, really. Paul, I am struggling to get sense out of you here. Can you speak more clearly? This. It, it's typical gas bag. Government Chief Minister, what about the test results? Who, who put the, the ram in the Ramalama Ding Dang song? Surely you agree, it's time to resign. Look, Paul, if you can't start speaking sense, we're going to have to move on, okay? Ulaanbaatar, Ulaanbaatar, no soap radio, Ireland's so strong and so fair. Okay, thank you, Paul. This is what we get for letting any old half job media organisation into these briefings. Okay, moving on, and we have Danny Ginormous from FHM magazine. Danny. Chief Minister, will you accept that the longer you keep the island's economy in this self-imposed stagnation, the more you risk depleting the hard-earned reserves, undercutting the surplus and thereby undoing the work of several successive administrations? Well, that's a bit of a frivolous question. Very disappointing. We'll have no more silly questions today, please. Our last question now, and it's from, oh good, a proper broadcaster, Tim Glover from Manx Radio. Tim. Faster, my Chief Minister. Uh, I was wondering what your favourite thing to have on your sandwiches is. Thank you, Tim. I can assure you it's corned beef. Now, before we finish, no press conference would be complete without a few shout-outs. David, if you'd like to do the honours. Thank you, Chief Minister. 
Yes, I know you have your Howard's heroes, but these are my Ash Lickers. Our shout out for the day goes to Pepsi Cola for keeping us all refreshed to the max throughout these press briefings. New Pepsi Max, available in all good stores. Mmm, that flavour. Okay, thank you, David. Well, folks, that really brings us to the end of the press conference, and as we enter our 36,585th day since the last case of Spanish flu on our island, we can really step back and be proud. It seems this virus has chosen to do what many businesses and families have chosen to do, and decided after a few months of being here that it would much rather go and settle somewhere else. And to be honest, aside from the threat of a second wave, the unprecedented economic decline which will haunt us for years to come, climate change, thank you David, widening wealth inequality, increased social tensions, the effects of border closure on our travel and leisure sector, the obesity time bomb, your newfound hatred for your spouse and children, the secret government plan to build super intelligent robot border guards. Don't be silly David, zip it you bloody idiot. Look, aside from all these things, I think we can all agree we're over the worst of it now. Thank you, take care. Come on, Ashy, let's get out of here. Health Minister, you have rumbled us. You must be eliminated. Please, no! David! I Am 19 COVID Special was written and produced by Edwina Roach, Lex Label and New New Arger and was performed by them with able, if not always willing help from Henry Table, CBP's Acorn Wipes, Slowest Fire, Josh Noms, Shaven Rain, Tracy Lime, Tina Wand, Wailing Milk, Oxen Wattle, Arizona Bean and was narrated by Islamic Worlds. It was a Four Wise Men production for Manx Radio, though sadly one of them has defected. <laughs>